I love Christmas. And I think once we fully understand the Christmas story, we fall even more in love with this season. So let me tell you a story. Goes back to the very beginning when there was only God. God and God alone. And God began to create. And he put the world in place. He pulled mountains from the ground and hung the stars in the sky and told the waves how to move. And then he created mankind. He created humanity. And it was perfect. It was perfect. And there was, there was a perfect unity between God and humanity. But there was also a deceiver. There was a deceiver at the very beginning who slithered his way into the lives of humanity. And he lied and he deceived. And just like we do all the time, humanity fell. Humanity fell and at this point in time in history, a gap was created. A gap between a perfect God and a fallen people. And sin. Sin, which carried such a heavy weight, was in this gap. And we feel the effects of this gap today, even if we don't know it. We feel it in our decisions. We, we feel it in the years of our life as we get closer to the end. We feel it every day, this gap. But just as there was a deceiver, there was a prophecy. And in Genesis 3.15, we're given the first glimpse of the Christmas story. When God says in Genesis 3.15 that someone will come that will destroy this deceiver and win. And will win. And will bring a way for this gap to be closed. For sin to be washed clean. And the prophets of old in the scriptures that we read today, we read prophecies that lead to this moment. We read prophecies like Micah 5.2 that speaks to this one that would come and win, this one that would come and conquer this enemy would come from this town of Bethlehem. And there was a moment in history when Jesus left heaven and came to our world in the form of an infant, a child. That's what we celebrate in this Christmas season is this moment in history. As he emptied himself to come here. And he didn't stay an infant. This one that was prophesied from the very beginning, this one that the prophets had told would come be the one over the world, lived on this planet for 33 years. And he lived perfectly. Not to our standard of perfection, or maybe how we hold ourselves to a standard of perfection, but he lived an authentic, perfect life. No mistakes, no failures, no hang-ups. And then, at the age of 33, he gave himself for you and for me. This perfect, this perfect one, 
took the place of the fallen ones like us, paid the price that we deserve to pay, and he gave his life. And then he went to the grave. Now, this is where most, most stories end, right? You don't hear a lot of stories of they go to the grave, and that's usually the end of the book, but not for this Christmas story. Because the one named Jesus didn't stay in the grave. He conquered the grave. And just a few days later, he arose, conquering the power of sin and death and opening up the way for us to bridge this gap through him. For us to be made right and to be reconciled to this perfect God through his love and his sacrifice. What is the Christmas story? For me, the Christmas story is this point. I want you to hear me say this this morning, that there is only one. There's only one who could do this. We live in a world that has many options. There's options for everything. There's this and there's that. There's this price and this price. There's, There's options in every day. But when it comes to bridging this gap, there is only one. There's only one king of kings, and his name is Jesus. He's the only way to the Father. In fact, 1 Timothy chapter 2 puts it this way. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. The man, Christ Jesus, he gave his life to purchase the freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at the right time. There's only one. And with this, we're given a promise. A promise is offered to all of us. In fact, the promise in John 10 reads like this, that my sheep Listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me, for my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand, and the Father and I are one. There's a very big word here where it says, everyone, everyone. Sometimes we read these passages and we think of this Christmas season, we think it's for everyone else, but you are a part of that everyone. Christ came and paid this price, did this all for you and for me, so we could be reconciled back to this perfect God. So what is Christmas about? It's about looking to him. That's why we're here. It's to realign our sight back to him. The reason for this season. The reason for this. In fact, you can't have Christmas without Christ. You can't even spell it without him. It's about him. And we live in a world where I know you're busy. Man, I know you're busy. I know you're stressed. I know some of you still have shopping to do. I get it. You got hurts. You got problems. You got moments. You have all of that. 
Why is this season so important? Because it's a reminder for us to look to Jesus Not once those things are gone. Not once we have this figured out or that figured out. It's time to look to Jesus now. It's time to look to him and remember him in this season. As he is the reason that we celebrate today. And so I want to give you a clear example of who you're looking for. Who is this Jesus? Well, Jesus was, he is, and he always will be. He was at the beginning, and he'll be at the end. He's here right now, knocking at your life. He's here. He's been there through the trials and the struggles, crying out for humanity to once again look to him, to make him the focus again. See, because we have believed that we are the center of the universe, have we not? That the world revolves around us, that's wrong. And in fact, we often believe that the world revolves around this ball of gas called the sun. I guess it technically does. But the universe revolves around the Son of God, Christ Jesus. And he's the center point of everything. And the universe looks to him. So should we. Amen? This Christmas season, is a call to humanity to once again look to Christ, to look to him, to remember him, and to join him. Let me pray for you. God, we come before you. We pray that you would just center our sight, that we'd look to you this Christmas season, that we'd look to Jesus as the one who saves. Pray that you draw us near. We'd hold on to the promise that was given and that we would keep you the focus of the season. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.